Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Ah. Ah. Oh, over. Put the leg over. Oh, just one more. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ouch. I don't know what I just fell on. I'm on top of a deck in New York City. It's a... I've been following the double-breasted, golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler all the way across the country, all the way from California. Apparently, there's only a couple left in the entire world, and I'm just the guy to find out why this little guy has been using his wings to fly east every year. And it took me a while to follow him. I followed him through, well, through Utah, and then, of course, Denver, Colorado. He did a little pit stop and a quick trip in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, all the way to Chicago. Uh, then he went back to Vegas. I don't know what he was doing there. Might have been gambling or something. Then he went back west again to, uh, uh, to, 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 to Phoenix uh, just to pick something up. Then he went east again all the way across uh, through Missouri, uh, and also, all the way, uh, stopped in Philadelphia for a cheesesteak, from everything I understand. Now, he went all the way to New York. And here I am, and I don't know where he's gone. He's gone inside a little hole on this deck. And I'm just going to wait for him to come out. Because apparently, the double-breasted, golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler comes here once a year. Just only in this time of year. And no one knows why. And I'm just the guy to find out. Yeah, I, so I'm just going to lay out really the... I get reception what? up here. What's... Who's... So what? I'm going to go up... Oh, right. I get, I get less reception. Who's, Can you hear me? Who's... Who's... You, hello? How about now? Hello? I'm sorry if you, I'm intruding. You should be I, able to hear me I'm at sorry all if I'm trespassing, now. sir. Sir, I I'm on your no deck. no reception up here, so you should not... How about now? Do you not hear me at all? Hi. What the... T who's what the... Who the... Who the... Heard of what? Who the? What the? How the, the? Why the? What in the? How did it? Who did it? Do did it? I did not know that. It was Ouch. so cold. Ouch. Lawyers had their hands in their own pockets. It was such a slow car. Mosquitoes hitting the back window. The Empire State Building. It was experiencing shrinkage. <laughs> T.J. Miller, what are you doing here? T.M. Joshini. Hi. What are you doing here? This is my. This is my home. Wait, what the? You live here? Gosh, I live in New York City now. You've um, moved to New York. Let me yes, get this straight. This Let, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back a step. Yeah, can't you hear the honking? You that's, live in New York City now? That's my Uber outside. I have an Uber waiting to take me to my lift. Well, why didn't you ever invite me? It took the double-breasted, golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler to bring me out to your neck of the woods? Wait, you know about the golden... Breasted, double-breasted, golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler? Yeah, that's what I, I was following him all over the country. You were he following rare all beast. over the country. He is a rare beast. The double-breasted, you know golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler? You know about him? Do I know about yeah. the double-breasted, golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler? camps out here on your warbler? deck once a year. A double-breasted, golden-ringed, billed, white 
Taylor wobble. <laughs> it's hard to say. Always comes out here every year. How did you know about that? You know what they say? You know what they say in literature? What they say it? that the double-breasted, golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler uh, bird take, gets early. The early double-breasted, <laughs> golden-ring-billed, white-tailed warbler they do gets say the this. worm. They the do early, always say the that. The early warble bird takes the, the worm. The early warbler <laughs> garbles the warble. <laughs> That's it. That's how rusty I am at it's, podcasting. Is I couldn't come up with something that rhymed with warbler. It's worm gargling. So I said, well, yes. They gargle the, worms. The early warbler gargles the worm. The, <laughs> worm gargles. The early, the early warbler, warbler gargles the worm. Or the early warbler worm gargles. Yeah, yeah. The worm gargling golden warbler. <laughs> well, That's you, beside the point. Have you seen this Cash, rare how bird? Did you, you know get, there's only a few left in the world. How did you get into my house? There's one male and one female warbler in the world. Uh, uh, they actually, the, 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 the female stays. That, the female uh, uh, comes east every year. The male stays in Ventura County. Uh, the city and in county nest, of Ventura? Yeah, in a nest above a strip bar. And what's the name of the strip bar? The warbler. Yeah. The golden warbler. Where it's the ladies warble and yeah. the drinks are porbled. <laughs> <laughs> Where the drinks are porbled strong and the girls warble horrible. <laughs> Our girls warble the horrible. We're really kicking this off right where we left off. Well, <laughs> warble is when you wobble. And you're kind of at war with yourself about how much you're wobbling. We should have a... Warblers. We have a VH1 show called uh, Behind the Gibberish. Behind the Gibberish. Behind the warbling. Anyway, the the uh, lady comes comes east every year. No one knows why. Do you have any idea why she's here on your who's deck? The, who's the star of... Uh, um, uh, of uh, <laughs> who's the star of Gone with the, the Warble? <laughs> Warbler O'Hara. Warbler <laughs> O'Hara. And we're back behind the gibberish. Back behind the gibberish. We're, we're talking over Cash Levy and TJ Miller. And There's a, 10 minutes of it's going to be called The Donkey and the Jeff. Mm. Right? I uh, miss The Donkey and the Jeff. And thank you to everybody who's made a donkey and the Jeff. Poster for reference. us? Yeah, posters, absolutely. But people have made references in Twitter, and that makes me smile. Beam. Me too. I all a, day. It my really son wears a Cashella t-shirt. Someone made a Cashella t-shirt. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen it? The, no, I haven't seen it. But I, uh, it, to everybody who even comes up and mentions the podcast, listeners, please do mention the podcast. It makes my day. Does it make your day yeah, every absolutely. single time? And, and there's a Cashella t-shirt. My son wears K8 it to school. hates everybody except for the 12 and a half. <laughs> That's right. She said that. Yeah. She goes, I'm so sick of these fucking fans of Silicon Valley screaming and hugging you and yelling, Urgh. I'm like, hey, you need to relax. These are people that are very supportive. <laughs> but to the us. shirt, I didn't realize the shirt has a bunch of bands on it. And you can look it up, but uh, I think I have it on the it's Facebook page. It's not that she hates any fans, it's that the 12 and a half it's are so and a half superior to all other fans that it's just, they're, you know, I, I don't say it publicly, but. Yeah. People that don't listen to Cash Levy's podcast, they're kind of dog shit. They can't have a pile of shit on fire outside of your very sweet grandparents' house. And your grandparent doesn't. They think fire, they react. Now they got shit on their shoes. You're the grandparent that you love the most. You're not supposed to have a favorite, but you do. 
And all the fans that aren't part of the 12 and a half are the dog shit on the underside of your favorite grandparent yeah. shoe. Yeah, for those of you out there, don't. Don't tell anybody. For those of you out there that. not listening, you can go fuck yourself. That's exactly right. If you're but sitting you're not here listening, right now so you can't not listening, yeah. then I hope you do not hear us say, you fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Here's a little crinkle dinkle for you. What's the warbler doing out here? Well, we're outdoors. I need to get to the bottom of this. Is this your place? This is where I live, live now, This Cash. is where you live now. I well, live in been, Lower Manhattan. Tell me about living in New York. How's it been? Well. Because I, I haven't seen you, you know, in like three living, months. Yeah, living in Manhattan is very different from living in Brooklyn. And uh, I've never lived in Brooklyn, so I don't know that at all. But, um, you know, it's just interesting to, it was a real culture shock. I'll tell you that much. Because as you can see, this is a beautiful place, and you should come downstairs someday. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a big change, and the culture shock was much more. Because I've always wanted to live in New York since K8, and as you guys know, through listening through the blue period, K8 kind of has always our our dream since college has been to live here. Me, a stand-up comic in New York in Manhattan, and her an artist in New York City, and we finally achieved that. And I gotta tell you, it's amazing to have your dreams come true, and it is accompanied with a strange sense of ennui and existential crisis, but I welcome that because it's amazing the place that we got, and the neighborhood, and all of it. It's beautiful, this outdoor space is awesome. Is that the warbler? And no, and don't do that again, because it may scare the warbler away. <laughs> You don't want to scare. Hi, a, hi, hi. You don't want to scare a warbler away, warbler away here, really. Uh, <laughs> behind the gibberish. What? So, what kind of? What did you use, TJ, to sort of make your warble not even sound like a word? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess for me, I just added more B's, more L's, and then I tried to make the E sound like eh, warbler. And that's how that piece of gibberish came about. Yeah. Behind the gibberish. Behind the gibberish. Do you think it, this is more of an essential question of human nature? But do you think S, and we'll talk more about the New York thing, but do you think S really is way too late in the alphabet? I sure Ooh, do. I've got an essential I question. I think it's bullshit how late <laughs> S comes in the Why? alphabet. Because S gets used a lot. So does R. You know? But, yeah, R, S, and T let's are way honest. too late. Let's D is way too early. Let, let's be honest. Okay? The who, alphabet, did D, the alphabet... who did D blow to get the fourth spot in the lineup? Well, you're A. Fourth probably in the alphabet. A. You're, you're the fourth spot in the lineup. You're, either, number, you're the cleanup hitter. He either blew A or D gave a the, good long lick to B. D is the cleanup Right there hitter. in the crevice, in the crease. <laughs> B's just a D with a crease. How did he cut in line? How's <laughs> he, he number two? Let's be honest. The alphabet's a little uh, top-heavy. It's ridiculous. It's that a S little gets, heavy on the late it's, side. It's I mean, a bunch of it's 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 horse shit. And the notice, power hitters in the alphabet an S are in the back shit. end, right? Yeah. yeah. Why would it be? Why would you not deep have, in the bench? Why would you put them so far on the bench? And don't you think Y deserves vowel status at this point? Hasn't Y done enough? And does anybody really, really like A enough that it should be the first letter? Eh? After all these years? Eh? Do they? Maybe a reshuffle? A or nay? The A's have it, yeah. unfortunately. In the alphabet, when you say A or nay, the A's have it. You know what the I want for my it. alphabet? A little more fucking democracy. 
I want it to be more democratic. I want I want well, everyone to, to get a D. chance to be that talk leadoff to the hitter. D. He's first. He's he's the front and center of democracy. Yeah. Talk to D. He's up front. He doesn't care about what's happening in the back. <laughs> I'm right? upset about it. T, I'm upset about get it. Get to the back of the bus. The beginning of my name is sitting back there with X, Y, and who knows what's at the end. I mean, end. X, you know, you got U and V and X. I understand why they're towards the end. Why? I don't think X think should have to slum it with you U and you, X. And, do you think U and V are an embarrassment? I, I don't think they're an embarrassment to their family. Okay. Their alphabet family. Right. But I do think to their that it's understandable. They're not a disgrace to their etymology. I mean, do you ever, do you ever, <laughs> do you ever look at a dictionary like... <laughs> Do you ever look at a dictionary and every every letter has tons of words? Their lineage. Every tens of ton, every every letter has tons of words associated with it, and you get to like X, and there's like seven words, you know? Yeah, I just had an essential question pop okay. up, and that is, and to go back to the New York one, you know, in a second, which is, when is it too late to move to a city where you don't know anyone? At what age? Interesting. At what age is it no longer going to work out for you? Okay. You feel I like think, you don't know enough. I think like I'm bumping up right against it. <laughs> Another one is: is getting older is one of the best things about getting older, becoming less nervous about substance use because you shed that sort of kind of high school like, I hope nobody knows that I'm smoking weed, dude. Right? Because as you get older, you st- is. And maybe that's the essential question, is one of the biggest upsides of getting older is how much each year you give less of a fuck about everything in general. Oh, absolutely. Right? And why don't we talk about that more? Why do we put such a premium on being young and say, oh, the youth is wasted on the young, and say, yeah, but they, they give too much of a shit. They're constantly mm-hmm. concerned with what do people think about me. When? And this is actually, everybody listening... And everybody who's not listening also. Hey, people not listening? Hey, fuck you. Yeah. Hey, people not listening? Listen up. Uh, the people that are not listening right now, they're going to be like, did someone just tell me to fuck off? Yeah. They're like, my ears are burning and it if seems If you negative. tell someone to fuck off on a podcast and no one's there to hear it. How many trees fall? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that uh, that's a question that I have. I think you agree. Yeah. I think it's a yes. And then what what do you think? What age? What age? At what age is it too late to? Is it too late because I moved to New York and this was such a funny moment. I got to New York and I swear to you, I was here for a couple of days before I realized I don't have any friends in New York City. All of my friends live in Los Angeles. It was such a ridiculous realization because that's what I'm sort of asking you is I didn't even consider the idea that do I have any friends in the city that I'm moving to? I don't. I know a few and people through Kate. Acquaintances Those are, are worthless. They're worthless. They're worthless in that instance. They don't. What, they don't what give age you a do sense you think of, is too late? Um, I think after the age of 45, you're going to be in. It's going to be tough. Where you don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm walking around out here. Because the older you get, the like harder this. it is to make real friends. And I'm and I can't talk about this in stand-up. Yeah. I found out because Kate and I discussed it, and nobody in a stand-up audience wants to hear me complain at all. For a couple right. reasons. Right. One, because they're like, oh, boo-hoo, Mr. Hollywood, right. Mason X. Right. I'm sure it's really tough for you in any way, shape, or form. They don't want to hear that. And two, they want to kind of believe that if you get to a certain point in Hollywood that you would be happy, that it all kind of works, that there's an ideal in that that they're not interested in me ruining by going up and telling them the truth, which is, I think the listeners, the 12 and a half, will be okay with me sort of saying from a vulnerable 
place that I walk around here and my only friends are helicopters. You know? That helicopter's looking for the warbler. Yeah. And helicopter, really? It's after the warbler. <laughs> You're safe here, warbler. Now, listen. The warbler's hidden and in the foliage. Wanna, you know that? And I got to tell so you, I, walk I, around, I actually... I, just, yeah, I, I walk yeah. around, um, just to finish the bit that never yeah. worked. Um, <laughs> I, I walk around, and I really am looking at people going, could you be a friend? Like, I go into a bar, and I sit down, and I have a drink, and I start talking to the bartender. I'm like, maybe this person's a friend, you know? And it's, it's that mixed with when I go outdoors and I walk around in New York City, every single block, somebody says something to me. That makes for a very confusing, strange experience in a person's life when they move somewhere and you don't have any friends. And it's that I, I knew some of the stand-up comics, but I'm not friends with anyone who lives in New York City. Well, all of my friends, all the heavyweight sketch guys, Ratterman, Brady, Novak... Um, Nick Vatterot, all those guys are in Los Angeles. All my friends that I'd made in Hollywood throughout the years, and then all my friends who lived in New York, Kumail, Pete Holmes, all those people, they moved to Hollywood. Everybody is in Hollywood. There's a second component that you're dealing with also, and that's that making friends after you've become a celebrity becomes a different kind of challenge. Am I, because you're not, you, oh, you don't yeah. know if people are friends with you uh, because of your celebrity and what they can get out of that and how that can help them, or if they just genuinely want to get to know you. And there's, so that, a, fl I think there's, that, there's right? a flip side to that, actually, which is even more complex and one layer deep, and that's that because everybody knows what you just said, people actually don't want to try and be your mm -hmm. friend at all because they're afraid that you'll think that they're trying to get something out of me. Like, yeah. you know, like they, they think that all... Whew, the pronouns have gotten very complicated here. They, they just think... I don't want to try and be friends with him because he's going to think I want something from him. So then you, you've got people deliberately trying to be aloof and and removed from right. you so they don't come across like they want something from right. you. And so then it's even more isolated. And I think, too, it's one thing to know the, the, the isolation that's going to accompany celebrity. It's one thing to understand that you'll have to sacrifice a number of things. It's quite another to experience that. It's quite another. Janine Garofalo lives kind of close to us, and we see her as we cross the street sometimes. And I can just see there's there's something in her that I now relate to that I didn't before, which is just I'm outdoors, and so I'm I'm less safe than if I was indoors mm -hmm. at all times. And it's a lot, man. It was a lot. It kind of when I first got here, I tailspinned a little bit. Well, here, let me ask you this because you know? I, I feel like the good news Which is Kate, Kate the good news is so it can change in a hurry because someone could someone could move here. For example, I feel like this was my system in high school and it's sort of been ever since. I'm perfectly happy if I have a wife or a girlfriend and two quality friends. That's about all I need. How many, yeah, do, how many do you need? You also have kids. Well, that, they've, filled that, kids, they've filled that place. You don't need any but I will say this. I will say this. That's not totally true. Um, I, was, I went into Hollywood two days in a row recently. But I don't have, let me just say, I agree with you, and I don't have those two. Does, you need those two. You definitely need those two. And you can feel the loss. But here's the thing. Um, I don't have a ton of close, close friends, old friends in L.A. And I went into Hollywood two days in a row. And I told April the second day when I came home, I was like, I miss knowing that TJ and Kate are somewhere in there. 
I, I, you know, I was, was really just, bummed you guys moved. I'll I be really, honest with you. I was just. I've really say been that. bummed. I'm was, kind of I'm not angry, but I'm a little a little pissed well, off. I'm beyond bummed. <laughs> I'm you bummed know, out. You guys moved. Basically, I want you to be you happy. You and the people not listening but, right now can go fuck yourselves. Uh, <laughs> but I, I am bummed. I feel the loss of you guys swinging by once in a while. Here's the thing. It's, it's the possibility of it that makes you feel good. You feel even... Jeff Klinger is a guy that I consider a very good friend, but I never see him. I right. never... He's always saying, come sailing with Megan right. O and I. Those are people that I consider my best friends. You know, you know they're just all... They're, some of those guys I've known since Chicago. So they're just the best. As far as friends go, they're the best friends that I've got. And I would rarely see them, but just the, the ability to do that, the off chance right. that all those guys are eating on Hollywood Boulevard and I have an afternoon that's open right. and it lines up, that can't happen when I'm in New York and I don't have those two friends. Now, I would take... Here's yet another one. You'll, you'll have something to say about this. There's also nobody on the bench in the sense that there aren't even... I don't even have people in this city that I consider that that might be possible because I just don't know them. Mark Norman, incredibly funny comedian, incredibly nice guy, but I haven't had enough conversations with him to know is he that, that is he two friend material? Because mm, yeah. you're always looking for people who have two friend material and if, if there were guys that I say, hey, if I hang out with them more, there's, you know, the one guy is um, uh, Wyatt Senak, is the stand-up comedian who lives in New York and he's a guy that we, I've sort of gone, you know, we should get a beer. And he, he, he quit his uh, sitcom, so he kind of strangely came to me and was like, I'm sort of in a very similar situation to you that no one is really in. Can I talk to you about it? And I'm going, yeah. Yes, you can. Also, I'm free all the time. I have no friends here. <laughs> I'll be outside my apartment saying, hello. Um, I mean, I, I've been trying to make friends with guys that say, stand outside of the 99-cent fresh dollar pizza slice place. <laughs> I have a couple friends who have the reputation as these guys are kind of annoying and difficult, but they would step up in a crisis. Sometimes some friends have that reputation. And, oh, yeah, yeah. They're not two-friend material, but they're, they would step they're, up they're in emergency a contact friends. Yeah, they, they would step up in a crisis. They would come up big if you really needed them. And there just haven't been enough crises to, to document this, this reputation that they've earned. Yeah, I mean, you got to think I'm about it. How, many, creating how many friends would crisis. you put on an emergency contact information sheet and they're the only name on there? That's yeah. a certain class of friends. That, yeah. I'm just looking, I'm looking for, uh, you know what, that's that Uber that's downstairs that I'm taking to the lift. You know, I, lately I don't want to support Uber very much for a number yeah. of reasons. I have a long-standing conflict with Travis Kalanick's girlfriend who brought a fucking dog to an award show. <laughs> and then when I pretended to be an asshole from Silicon Valley who would use the word B, the B word. Okay. Bob. Bob. Yeah. She tried to claim that I had called her directly a bitch. I'm not Wait, calling who is any this? women a bitch. Travis Kalanick's girlfriend. Okay. I'm which is ironic that. that I say that because my wife and I thought it was pretty lame that people were referring to her as T.J. Miller's wife. But I can't remember this woman's name, not because... I'm not a bitchin' feminist, but because I don't like her and she's a bad person. So I'm only taking Ubers to the closest lift that I can get. <laughs> so what I do is I'll order a lift, yeah. tell them to remain where this they are. It's a good system. Yeah. It, I say, start the meter, stay where you are. Take it easy, I'm, I'm Ubering it to you. Yeah, see, and this so is... I've got an Uber outside that's going to take me about three blocks to a lift. And then the lift is going to take me up to Columbus Circle, where, hell, I just like to go around that circle and head right back home. You have a lot in, in common. I love 360-degree views. 
And so I'm always up at Columbus Circle. You can see me at Via de Russia. <laughs> you have a lot in common with the uh, double-breasted, golden ring-billed, white-tailed warbler because he actually, uh, or she did, she, she stopped in, Saint, in uh, Kansas City, took a Greyhound bus to well, and I hope St. Louis. I hope she picked up the BBQ St. from Louis. Arthur Bryant's that I asked for. Yeah, to for. St. Louis. Wait. And then uh, took a lift to Birmingham, Alabama and flew on from there. So, and but speaking Definitely, of the warbler, yeah, the war, what the do you, warbler doesn't always like to use its wings. Why do you think the warbler comes here? Why is she? Because she's just come out and she's. Well, looking I hope at, she know, brought the Arthur Bryan's barbecue. She's looking at you now. Wait a second. What are you I feeding her? Are you, are you feeding her something? There you go. Yes, yes. There you go. What are you feeding her? Well, Cash. A lot of people don't know this because I, you're a bird guy. I mean, I, I've been a bird guy the whole my, my whole you're life. You're a birder. A lot of people know that, but you're. Would you? Can, there are those. Would that you call, call me, yourself a bird guy? Uh, there are those that call me that I'm a, a friend to the feathered friends. You're a, a winged friend. man. A winged man. Yeah. You're a great wingman to your feathered friends. <laughs> and you're a bird guy. Bird guy. I've always said that he's yeah. a real bird guy. I mean, a, a lot of people know this about me. I also love to grill. I wake up and I grill. He's a guy who grills. I think, what are you going to grill? He's a bird guy. I wake up in the morning and I think, what are you going to grill? You grill what pheasant. What kind of meat am I going to grill You grill today? pheasant. I have a born to grill t-shirt born that to grill I wear birds. all the time. Born to grill the birds. And I'd like to stay. I yeah. invite the warbler yeah. for to your a, deck. a dinner. Oh, okay. At the deck. So is this why she comes every year? We have an annual dinner together and, you know, it's it's something that... Uh, it's something that, that she really, really likes. And it's it's sort of a, um, it's a quiche. It's what it is, really. It's really? a quiche. And she loves it, but it's it's obviously faux pas to yeah. be eating a quiche as a bird, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I, I offer to do it in complete secrecy, and that's why I now openly am talking with you about it on the podcast. Okay. So she's she comes here for the quiche. Because each of the 12 and a half of you, I, I hope, I assume... I can trust you to keep a secret. Okay, that's good. She has a nest here. I can tell. You know what? We should. You know what? We haven't done this in a while, so I think we're losing our rhythm here. Usually, we like to start things off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Ah. So good to be on your show again. This is uh, when people say ages. I'm so glad that you snuck onto my terrace. I snuck onto your terrace. Not easy being in, on the in New York Snitty. 112th floor like this. 112 and a half floor. If you're listening you're on the and you and live in floor. New York City, please be my friend. <laughs> people say age is just a number to me. Uh, then why did we have to celebrate your birthday for a whole week? I mean... People take their birthdays pretty seriously. Right. You know, if you're the type of person who says, hey, look, look, I, I'm not racist. I don't see color. Then why the fuck do I have to take you to the art museum? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear that in the next HBO special. They'll say, it's just a day. You know, well, then, it's just one more day. Right, it's just life. another day. You know, well, I'm then, curious about the... Then why are we talking about it? I, I, the, the, I'm, I'm curious about the people that didn't know their birthdays, like back in the... I'm Back curious, in the caveman days, how the bud harvest came in this year, but you don't see me extrapolating about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. <laughs> you know, when people didn't know their birthday, what their birthday was. I mean, pro- maybe. Like, Why? Because they didn't have calendars. Yeah, they didn't have calendars. So I think would sometimes you just go from town to town and act like it was your birthday. There were no IDs say, or anything. Occasionally, in prehistoric times, I think there were tribes that were kind of like, uh, Glug keeps insisting that it's his birthday. We all know his birthday was during the winter months and the dark moons. Right. Okay. And, and here we are yeah. in the middle of the turning the leaf colors. <laughs> And he's saying, hey, I need a cake. I want a stone cake, which, yeah. of course, is a cake made of pebbles. 
because this was before frosting or cake batter had been invented. So give me my stone cake. I went chewing my pebble rocks and eat my ice cream, which was a very early invention. They had yeah. that then. They had been able to. It was milk a race. Goats. It was a race to to grow a beard quickest because. That 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 probably was the way you seemed older and wiser. Even for women, that was a way for them to avoid probably being sexually I mean, harassed. Had to party. They, That's they, the thing. How you know, did bearded par- woman made more sense back How then. How did they party before alcohol? Hmm. Are you really got to wonder? Yeah. Music must have been a big part of it. Uh, hyperventilation. Hyperventilation was part of it. Hold your breath. Did you ever do that like oh, when you were yeah. a kid for fun? That was like the I first drug, so. right? Where you hyperventilate, we do push-ups, and then someone would choke you, and then you'd yeah. pass out. Well, and we've talked about how if you did that as an adult, that would be have you seen, very unacceptable. Have you seen a scar up it here? Would, it, would be, it would be not okay for me to be at a bar, and somebody says, can I get you a drink? And I go, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. What did you get, a martini? you like your gin? Or do you like it with vodka? I think a martini. A vodka martini's not even a martini. Ah, how long was I out? <laughs> It would be unacceptable. And then, you, and then, you, and then you take a lime, and then you put a lime in your mouth. But you realize it wasn't even smart when you were a kid. I have a scar on my head. I did it apparently too much because I did the push-ups. Someone choked me a little bit, and I walked about three or four feet, so they thought I was awake. And then I just fell right on my head. I have a scar right up there. Look at that. Yeah, I see it, but you can't tell. That's no warbler peck right there. Heck no. That's a real. Deal. Although the warblers are known to kill with their beaks. To kill. To do what it takes to survive. So I make this. I make this quiche. Yeah. For the warbler. And I'm thinking, you know, I get fresh ingredients, and then I, I kind of wine and dine the warbler. Let me put it that way. I do a little yeah. warble wine and dine. Yeah. A little warble and dine and dine. <laughs> and the, uh, the warbler, I mean, I'll explain, you know, towards the end of the podcast, which I've, I mean, this Uber is downstairs, and I, I can't keep him, I, I, I don't care about keeping the uber driver waiting yeah i care about the lift driver right right i mean yeah. the meter's on yes yeah. but yeah so i kind of whine and die in the warbler and uh well i'll reveal kind of what happens okay. here okay. in a second let me ask you this yeah practical living in the modern age okay. on the subject okay of living in a new city and the loneliness that you feel as an adult yeah. In any new city, and we've all felt that. Yeah. It's pretty rough in the sense that it's just, it's difficult to fix without, as it's harder to as make Dr. New, Bruno it's says. It's harder to make new friends than, than make a new, have a new girlfriend. Or, you can't rush yeah. time. Yeah. You know, it just takes time. So what, uh, practical living, what do you recommend is a great way to make new friends? I would like you just to move back to L.A. <laughs> that would be my... I'd like you just to warble your way back to the beach, buddy. I think it's total just horseshit. It is a little bit moved. You know, the other thing is we're supposed to be bi-coastal because I think if you get to a certain point, that's what you want to be doing. And it really is really, really, I feel incredibly fortunate to to be able to, you know, be in both places. But I haven't really been able to be in Hollywood really at all. So then you kind of... You might as well have moved completely here, but what do you what do you recommend? Because here's what I was thinking of doing: taking like a course on philosophy at like an adult, something like that. But even as I say that out loud, it sounds. Stupid. This is where I think sports are so great. 
Halfway through that sentence, it sounded stupid. I think I think the easiest way to make friends is through uh, some kind of team. Tell you this, I'm actually taking the lift. This is true to meet with a sponsor. This is true, a potential sponsor who would sponsor us to to belong to the New York Athletic Club, a place that you can't go into without wearing a jacket. Yeah. And the reason we want to do that is because we want to play squash. We want to learn to play squash because it's a very funny sport. It is funny. It sounds funny. Yeah. It looks funny. The rackets are stupid looking. <laughs> I love to wear headbands in public, <laughs> and that's the only time it's acceptable. Okay. I enjoy protective eyewear. I always have. I'm going to get some great fashion frames. Yeah. And is that your is that your lift? And maybe you can meet. It is. I always get the. I always get in New York. There is an option. There's there's lift. There's Lyft XL, there's Lyft Premium, and there's Lyft uh, Fire Truck. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes they let you ride the in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. You get the I got quickest. a best friend, Chris Saltarelli. He's in the Denver Fire Department. Thank him and all of the Denver Fire Department for what they do. And if Sometimes they let me ride in the bucket. If, if you do the Lyft fire, uh, fire Truck, they will actually, if you do it enough, they will give you a fire pole. Which you can put outside your window. You do have to move and a, you can uh, actually, a fire station, right? Exactly. Pretty close. But, but it's you worth it. Have a, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it for it's the time it. you save. So I've got to get, we have to get somebody to sponsor us to apply to be members. And I thought maybe that would be a funny place to meet. Like, you know, occasionally you can find somebody that works in finance who's not a complete dick. It's like a unicorn. They're, they're very rare. But... <laughs> Occasionally you can find, and then that's just a funny way to be friends with somebody who isn't in the business at all. Yeah. But I think it's going to come down to finding a couple of stand-ups. Hopefully Wyatt Senak will think I'm cool enough. And, uh, you know, to find a couple stand-ups. Because you can't, that's why I moved here. And also, you're never really better friends with anyone than stand-up comics. You think so? If you're a comic. You think so? What do you think? I mean, Steve Maison is probably your... He's a a close friend, but I I do think... He's two-friender material. You know? Yeah, he's a great friend. I, I think um, I do think any kind of team, any kind of athletic uh, But endeavor, you're an athlete. Yeah. But that's what we're trying to do with squash. We think it's, yeah. you know, and I'm not I'm not a guy who's going to play Water ballet. Have you have you considered water ballet? Because that, that involves a lot of well, team Well, Kate does teamwork. regular ballet, so I feel like she'd be halfway in. And I've swam a little bit longer than her because I'm 11 days older. But I, I don't know. I think <laughs> we're going to try and stick to squash. I thought of you guys. I jumped off a rock in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, oh, into, okay. a, into a lake, and I thought of What'd Kate's crazy jump. So guess what? Yeah. We were just in Bermuda. I okay. took her to Bermuda because she's yeah. been so incredible, and she's had huge success in the New York art world. And there's a London gallery, Coats and Scary, that is, I just, I can't begin to tell you yeah. how yeah, I'm gonna well go check she's it out. doing. I'm gonna and you're going to go see After, the exhibition. Well, I'm going to see the, once I, I need to see what happens York, with the Warbler and first. And you can't yeah. see it. Yeah. It's like the people not listening to the podcast. You can't see the exhibition. It's in a secret location. You have to get an appointment. But I think she'd do it for the 12 and a half if you hit yeah. her up online. Yeah. If you guys are in New York and you hit her up online, I bet she'd do it. She loves you, as I mentioned earlier yeah. in the podcast. Let me see this. So we, I jumped off the rock. You were talking about the rock jump? Into the lake? So, in Bermuda, there was a cliff jumping site. And Kate pointed it out in the magazine of, like, things to do in Bermuda that was in the hotel. Like she would consider doing it after the debacle in and Greece? And she did it. She did it. And I, I said to her, and she didn't realize this, I revealed to her that I was afraid 
that she would never cliff jump again and that if we had kids I'd have to sort of explain to them what happened and say and then she never jumped off a cliff again and I didn't make her uh-huh. I wasn't going to make your yeah. mother do anything after after that happened. And it was her idea, and she did it. She jumped off two clips, cliffs, one that was more of a baby cliff. And then the Onto other th- another cliff or into the water? <laughs> into the water, luckily. <laughs> and then another cliff that was about as tall as the cliff the that she, she sort of got scared. Did you do it and first? Fell um, I did do it first. Yeah. And then she, but she did it by herself the first time. And then to commemorate the fact that the reason she got scared is because we weren't holding hands because the guys that, you know, were taking us on this tour said you can't hold hands. We held hands and jumped off the cliff. And I, and she said, of course I was going to jump off again. I can't believe you ever thought that I wouldn't. And she was so brave and I was so proud of her. It was amazing. It was worth, it was worth going to Bermuda. Think how horrible that is that our honeymoon was perfect except she almost died and cut her feet and legs jumping off the cliff. That's horrible. She could have died. But the if fact she that had she hesitated didn't, anymore. The fact, the fact that, that she, she didn't, didn't maybe makes it the extra great honeymoon. I think, and, and what that's I the said, beauty of taking what risks, I said is, right? which would you rather have? That cliff jump to have gone perfectly. This I asked her. I said, for that to have gone perfectly, or for you to have not jumped off the second, right. um, the second time. It made the second time more meaningful. It it made it made the honeymoon more meaningful because she got she had a instead of something awful happening she had had a bad experience that created a challenge that she overcame that's what life is really exactly about. it's like that's when the I, enriching movement it's like when i got caught uh, sneaking into the world expo in spain got put in jail for the night good by the way and, i agree uh, with that uh, met those australians who claimed they were not sneaking in they were just uh, lost which i claimed also the whole evening then I saw them at a bar about three days later, and they Which admitted they had been sneaking in. They just thought I was a spy that was in the cell with them and needed them to confess. A spy? The three of us decided to sneak back into the World Expo together, uniting two countries that had been at war for many, many years. And? America and, and Australia. Did you get in? We all got in. See, it felt that's that much what better. Life is about, that's and that's what it's why about. every time something conquering shitty your happens, conquering every, your demons, and yep. every time something terrible happens in one's life, just remind yourself: this may just be groundwork for something amazing that's more rewarding, more enriching that's going to happen later on. And that really was what happened when she jumped off that cliff. You know, and she said to me, she said, "Look, you never make me feel unsafe. You never. It wasn't anything about that. It wasn't your fault that you. Because I, I had said we should jump off this cliff together yeah. on our honeymoon. That would be great. And I, I'm a nurturing person. I'm a caring person. And I think we should do some maskers. Yeah. But I'll tell you, that's that's why the warbler trusts me with her. But you're feeding her, the warbler. You're feeding her. And I see she has eggs. What do you? She wait." She, there's only two left. What Every are, year. She, she, she entrusts me with these eggs. Well, there must be eggs. warblers all over. There must be warblers no, all over New York City. What? And that's what we'll talk about later. But oh, yes, okay. I'm sure there Let's are warblers. Let's do a few maskers, and plenty. Then she'll Let's do a couple maskers. Okay. And then I got to take this. Yeah, we got, I, I don't want to miss my one opportunity to make friends in New York City. Okay. 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 So so we got a few maskers here. And thank you for your patience with uh, getting these shows out. It is a bit and of don't, a liability. Don't get me wrong. I walk around the park and walk up to people and I say, I've been trying to make friends with the homeless community especially, but I've been walking up to random people and trying to make friends. And the, people, are, they've weirded out by it. Yeah. So it's hard to make friends out here. Yeah. Well. I've joined a book club for illiterate people. We just <laughs> sit around for an hour and talk about how frustrated we are. <laughs> That's two one-liners, uh, yeah. one podcast. You know what? I've found I've found that that people, 
uh, have so little uh, sense of, they get distracted so easily uh, that I say everything twice now. I've found that people what? get distracted so often that I say everything twice now. Can you just give me that one more time? <laughs> okay, we got some maskers here. Um, this is by Gavin Etheridge, and it's great to get all these. We got to get Gavin. We should do an all maskers episode. I'm going to stay out Gavin, here in New York for a while. Gavin, one of my first uh, great friends in high school was Gavin. I won't say his last name, but he he came out to me. I, I was the first person that he came yeah. out to and said, you know, I'm gay. I've had an experience that was really negative. Uh, that, that I need to talk to somebody about, and I don't have anybody to talk to about this. And he sort of, and that was, I remember that was one of the most, uh, I was more honored in that moment than I really ever have felt in my life, that somebody would entrust that information Right, that was your, this guy's good yeah, in a and crisis. That guy He's later, basically saying to you, you're good in his, a crisis. With our mutual friend Hunter, he would create, uh, in the Denver Public Schools, the first, like, L B G T Q R Z M G X Y and D comes a little bit too early. A little too early with a D. M- wish an S got its due. S needs to be moved up in the lineup. S wants to have its due, but due starts with a yeah. D. So the <laughs> D right, continues right. to block yeah. S from getting its due. Gavin and writes. What would uh, S like to do? Sue. <laughs> You're right. To get its due, but That's right. That's right. But D's coming up front. D's pulling up front. Gavin writes, uh, when you find a third testicle after an alien abduction, extra terrestrials? Yes. Yesticles. Mm-hmm. I'll say to yesticles. that. Yesticles. With a lot of S's in there, right? A lot of S's in there. You need the S's. But what I was going to say is, <laughs> you know, he went on to create a group that, you know, protected students who felt like they were alone or if they were openly gay that they were how did you handle it when you when he, it. when he came out to you do you remember your i just response? i said i was really grateful that he entrusted me with that you didn't I, scream no i i that would have been oh my heavens i must be warbler o'hare ah that would have been the wrong no that would have been the wrong, wrong response no i i said and i said hey i'm here what can i do i just did what i do with every friend that sort of trust me with anything I said well you know tell me how I can help and know that you're I, I sort of remember saying like your secret's safe with me but you shouldn't feel like it needs to be a secret right right although I gotta say I was really surprised mm-hmm. I thought he was more a guy that kind of just wasn't into chicks because he was uncomfortable you know there's there's lots of guys that would love to have a girlfriend but don't all right throughout where, where is he now he's still in Denver I think which, you know, if he is, boy, I envy. We were in Denver recently, and I... God damn it, I love it there. Um, okay, so extraterrestrials. Here's another one. Yesticles to the yesticles extraterrestrials. to the extraterrestrials. And I... Nicholas... If that's not a bumper sticker, please. Let's make it one. Yeah. yeah, but it should be. Nicholas, uh, we it's love Nicholas. Nicholas in not Iowa. ideal. Nicholas in Iowa writes, Is the first guy to tuck his shirt into his pants a real a-hole sour or what? I added the sour there. Uh, I think maybe. Why do we yes. let this catch on? Absolutely. I would call that extra, extra. Terrestricals. That was a real kick. That's a yes. That's a real kicksicles in the extra terrestricals. <laughs> I don't understand why people are, are tucking their shirt in. People should never tuck. You, no you know tucks, what? Ever. There's, there's a genius place that has a brick and mortar shop here in Manhattan. That is button-down shirts that are designed to be left untucked. You know what makes more sense to me? Tucking your shirt in, 
tucking your pants, pants into out. your socks. I think tucking, I'm serious. Instead of tucking your shirt in, tucking your pants out. So that's when you actually you take your <laughs> pants and you put them around your shoes. Yeah. You tuck them out. And tuck you, them out. You, and you bring you bring your pants up over your head. So you're totally by, and then there's by your the pants chin, the chin tucker. Out, the chin tucker is where you tuck your chin into your pants. And the tucker chin is the chin of a man named Tucker. <laughs> that's your tucker Seriously, chin. Seriously though, don't you think putting your pants inside your socks makes sense? And sometimes if I'm I serious. just buy a shirt, I kind of go, uh, Tucker, I don't even know her. Really. <laughs> want me to tuck her in? Tucker, I hardly know her. Okay, I just bought her. All my shirts are women, all my socks are men, all my pants are transgender, and all my chickens are hens. My grandfather used to never say that. That's, that's, Do you know that? But I, I know all the I, time he would not say I that. I know he didn't say it, but for he years wanted he to. Didn't, and for now, years he never said that. And now that. you have the courage to say it for him. And I'm glad. Um, and he, and don't you, I you haven't answered my question yet. Do you think that pants should be tucked into socks? I think it makes a lot of sense. I like doing it. I like doing it a lot. Like when I have to do yeah. it. And there are times where I have do to do one it. when they're bicycling. Just put them both in. I like. Okay, You're when sacrificing I, symmetry. Do both of them. Okay, you know what? The warbler looks like it's. Oh, now don't scare the warbler. The warbler every single year comes. I make it dinner, okay. wine and dine the warbler, okay. and then I offer to take care of its offspring. Okay, wait, it just it just flew away. What it just what flew about away the eggs? and left the eggs behind because I promised to to look after so the baby chicks and to throw up into their mouths, which I do do. But then I, to be honest with you, I eat them. Are you serious? Yeah, you eat I the eat warbler. Them. I know that baby they're an endangered warbler? species, Cash, yeah. but. Have you tasted them? Because a lot no. of people say it's wrong to eat rhinoceros, but they haven't ever haven't eaten rhinoceros. Tried. Or dolphin. Come Would on. you like a little warbler? Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've been chasing this you know guy what? For across the country. You're a grill guy. Would you be up for grilling him up? I would love. I Are you wearing your swimsuit that says born, born to grill? To grill. Yeah. And do you have your apron? Because I have yeah. another apron that says I wasn't born to grill, but after a few <laughs> years, I realized that I had a great propensity for it. I've got an apron that says that. You want to wear that? Absolutely. Let's, let's grill let's, up some warblers. Let's grill up some warblers on the Weber. Let's grill up some warblers on the Weber and do another pod. Let's do it. I'm canceling the Uber and taking the lift. Now leaving Nerdist.com.